It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, welcoming you to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. On today's show, we are going to talk about Andre Robertson. What is his value on the trade market? What is his value to the Oklahoma City Thunder What would he have done had he actually had the opportunity to play against Damian Lillard? We'll cover all that coming up in the first segment that'll lead us into talking about Terrence Ferguson and how valuable he is to the Thunder and what he learned from Paul George in making that jump from year two to year three, which Terrence Ferguson's coming up on. We'll talk about Markeith Morris and why, in my opinion, this guy did more damage to the Oklahoma City Thunder Vinny did good, and how the Thunder are stuck in a really weird position trying to repair, I was about to say prepare, but how about repair that relationship with one, Patrick Patterson, and also, is there a lack of direction with the Oklahoma City Thunder? Do we kind of feel like that is where the Thunder are right now, is which way do they want to go? I'll explain that coming up in segment number three. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I also host a channel for maven.io, which is called Thunder Maven, and you can find it very easily. All you've got to do is go to basketballmaven.io slash thunder. How would you like to trade places with Sam Presti right now? Just think about that for a second. Would you want to be GM of the Oklahoma City Thunder? Because I sure as hell wouldn't. It's a tough job. I mean, you get you have the scrutiny, although the scrutiny for the Oklahoma City Thunder isn't near as bad as it's going to be in markets like Boston, New York, etc. But you've also got to make some very tough decisions on this club. And one of those is what to do about Andre Robertson. And one of the most damning things against Andre Robertson right now wasn't just the play of Terrence Ferguson, who proved that, at least for one year, can be a lot more efficient offensively than Andre can, but the Thunder's defense actually got better this year with Andre Robertson sitting on the bench. Now, you can make the easy argument that how much better would it have been had Andre Robertson been able to play and... We saw Andre's real value when the playoffs rolled around and you didn't have Andre Robertson guarding Damian Lillard. Fair arguments. But the defense did get better with Andre Robertson not in the lineup this year. And after, I would say, about November or when Andre suffered his second setback, the Thunder were probably already thinking, okay, this guy's not coming back this year. So they already had plans for him not to come back, to go with Terrence Ferguson, and now you're just going to let the season play out what it is, and you're not going to use Dre as an excuse because he wasn't there to begin with to really help you out. And let's start there. What do you do with Andre Robertson when he comes back? 
Do you start him, put him back in the two role where he was, or do you have him come off the bench? And I've already said having coming Andre Robertson coming off the bench is a terrible idea because he brings you nothing offensively and you need scoring off the bench. It's not there. Great. You got a lockdown defender, but there's not much else Andre Robertson does for you coming off the bench. Then there's Terrence Ferguson, who's developed nicely into that starting role. Not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But now are you going to start to yo-yo him just so Andre can come back? Which leaves you with, all right, what do you do? It puts you in a position where now you're probably forced to trade Andre Robertson at some point this summer and get what you can out of him, even if he becomes a sight-unseen player where owners and GMs really don't know what they're getting because they're not really sure how healthy he's going to be once he's there. You've at least, one, taken salary off your books if you get rid of Andre Robertson, but two, you've also gotten rid of a dilemma about what to do with Terrence Ferguson because right now with him being on a rookie salary, he seems to have infinitely more upside than Andre Robertson, at least from an offensive standpoint. You might as well invest in him and let Terrence Ferguson develop as a player because you've seen just about everything Andre Robertson can bring you. And one of the teams I'd love to talk to is Dallas because I was listening uh, to Ben and Skin from the fan in Dallas a couple of days ago, and they were adamant about wanting a lockdown defender. Well, there's Andre Robertson. The problem is there isn't anybody on Dallas that I would want. There isn't anybody on Dallas that I would remotely trade Andre Robertson for. And I think both Ben and Skin knew that, so that's why they were talking about Patrick Beverly and getting way more excited about him than Andre Robertson. Plus, listeners probably know Patrick Beverly a lot better than they do Andre Robertson. Even if they play the Thunder a lot, that's a guy that's easy, much more easy for fans to get excited about. But Dre is on the comeback trail, and if the Thunder decide to use him, He's going to at least be here this year and should be healthy. And here's what Andre Robertson had to say during his exit interview about coming back to Oklahoma City and when he should be on the court. Yes, Well, I'm on good track to uh, return for training camp. So uh, as of right now, still waiting on the bone to kind of fully heal, uh, but making great progress. So, yeah, running. You guys seem happy about that, so keep progressing. How close were you to returning when you had the, the last setback where you, they found the fracture in the, the knee? Uh, well, you guys kind of see me a little bit, I'm running, jumping. I would say about 85, 90%. I was about back, uh, and then, you know, unfortunate things happened. Went up for a dunk, heard a crunch, and... Got some imaging, there was a crack, so, yeah, what's that? What was your reaction when you got that news? Uh, I was kind of upset. Sad, cried a little bit, but, you know, um, I told you once before, uh, I believe everything happens for a reason, and, you know, it kind of helped me grow and learn different aspects of the game, not only the game, but myself, and grow from that and, you know, take it and use it on the rest of my life, so. Andre, when you first got hurt, I mean, I, I mean, I could tell just even in those weeks afterwards, you just 
how much it affected you. And, and not to say that all of this hasn't affected you, but do you look at it a little differently having gone through all that you've gone through? Are you able to roll with it a little bit differently? Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely, uh, it took me a little time to accept it, but now I'm at a, a great place. Um, I'm at peace with myself and just kind of taking it for what it is. You know, uh, I'm in a great spot to kind of return fully and healthy, ready to go next season. And, uh, you know, that's all I could wish for at this point, you know. And, uh, you know, like I said, continue to grow and learn from it. I feel for Andre Robertson. Um, mentally, emotionally, having to sit there on the sidelines, watching your team, not being able to participate. When you're injured, you're really not part of the team. You're kind of cast out because you're more busy rehabbing then you are practicing, and when you can't participate, it's a very weird situation. So I, I feel for him. I totally do. And I also think it had to kill Andre Robertson to know that it, had he been able to play during the playoffs, there might have actually been a different outcome than what we saw in the game or the, what we saw in the series with the Portland Trailblazers. And at certain times this year, especially playing Golden State or... Um, playing Toronto, teams like that, um, anybody that, that had those more veteran guys, you would have wanted Andre Robertson in to guard them, and he just wasn't there. And Andre Robertson talked about a little bit about what he might have done differently against Dame that maybe Terrence Ferguson or Paul George didn't. Sorry. <laughs> How would you have defended Dame in that series? Uh, me personally, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's kind of over and done with. <laughs> you guys will have to find out next year. But, uh, no, nah, he likes to go to the left. And he likes to shoot off his left a lot, so I wouldn't let him get that way. And when he's with his, on his right hand, he likes to drive more. So kind of got to take that into account. Never really used a double drag. He would split the first one every time. But, uh, you know, it's harder to kind of analyze when you're out there. It's kind of different when you sit back and watching it. Knowing that from, you know, experience. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he played a hell of a game. He had some unbelievable shots. And, uh, you know, I guess it was destiny on this side. How hard was it to watch? It was tough to watch, you know, second year in a row, missing playoffs. Uh, going out first round knowing you could have helped um, in certain ways. and. Um, it was just kind of frustrating. Um, I just kind of got mad at myself after the series, just, you know, just thinking, oh, this could have been avoided, just going back to, you know, way before win. Um, but um, it's, like I said, it's a part that I got to grow, learn, uh, listen to my body more and stuff like that. So um, it was just frustrating. But at the same time, you know, a chance it's a chance for our team to grow and learn. And uh, come back next year stronger. There was a time where Billy said that you were basically running some film sessions for some of the guys. Just hearing you describe like Lillard not using the double drive. I mean, I'm just curious, like, what were those moments like for you to kind of be the tutor in, in some of those? Uh, uh, <coughs> well, initially it was kind of weird, um, just kind of being in that position. But at the same time, like. 
I was in their shoes, you know, Perk leading a film session for me or, you know, Tabo leading a film session for me and kind of, you know, me passing on kind of the knowledge. Um, and that's what this game is all about. It's what life's all about, you know. So, um, no, it was just kind of cool um, kind of watch it, you know, take place. Uh, just sit back and kind of realize, like, oh, shit, like, I'm I'm doing this now, you know. So, oh, excuse my language. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was cool. Helped those guys. You mentioned that listening to your body more. Are you, are you saying that you know you felt something at a point in time and you just kind of just said, okay, I'm going to play through it? Yeah, of course. Like, you know, obviously I felt it. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to rupture a patella tendon. Um, but, um, you know, everybody plays through something, you know. Um, nobody plays the game 100%. So you're always fighting with something. And, you know, at the time, you know, I just kind of <clears> – <throat> didn't know my own like you know my will or my my pain tolerance I should say um and I guess some are higher than others and just happened to I guess mine's pretty high to kind of push through there's a lot to unpack there in that particular segment from Andre Robertson or that particular cut there from Andre Robertson but what I wanted to focus on is Andre Robertson being a guy that listens to his body. And what I would say in the NBA is you've got less pressure to come back and be on the court. One, with the guaranteed contracts, you're getting paid anyway. But two, NBA players as a whole seem to be a lot more understanding about listening to your body, knowing when you're 100% right, and wanting their teammates to be healthy versus wanting to just rush them back on the court and see them get hurt again, where in other sports, I believe that the pressure is so great, you see guys do way more damage to their body than than good. So what does all this mean for Terrence Ferguson? Would Andre Robertson be willing to come off the bench? We'll touch on that next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Don't forget to download the Himalaya app to your phone. All you got to do is tell your smart device, well, Tell your smart device to play the Locked On Thunder podcast, but go to at the Apple App Store, go to the Google Play Store, download the Himalaya app to your phone, get in your car, and tell your smart device to play the Locked On Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Eric G. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The Thunder are in desperate need of some new perspective to come into this organization. And not just some guy like me who talks on a podcast, but somebody, be it a brand new coach, and I'm not advocating, understand what this next statement, I am not, cannot express that enough, not advocating the firing of Sam Presti, because I don't think Sam Presti deserves to be fired. But either a new coach or a new GM needs to come in and give Clay Bennett some perspective on what exactly can be done with this roster and and give us some perspective on whether or not certain guys have reached their limits or certain guys still have more in there and you can actually develop their skills or 
can you put guys in different positions or different places throughout a game that give them a better opportunity to succeed? Is there a time to shove the analytics aside and coach a little bit more off gut? What Sam Presti really honestly needs, he doesn't need a yes man like Billy Donovan. What Sam Presti needs is somebody that will push back, do it in a respectful way, understand that it is Sam Presti's team. You're going to have to play a little politic here, but a guy that Sam Presti respects enough to when he disagrees, Sam Presti doesn't always get to override him. That coach gets to put his ideas into place. That coach gets more of a say on which players are coming into Oklahoma City and which players are going. I really honestly think that the Thunder need new perspective because you've been doing you've been doing things a certain way for so long in this organization. You do that in any business, eventually you die. You lose perspective. It's that you're so close to the fire, you're so close to the people around you, you want them to succeed that sometimes it's hard for you to see who really isn't cutting it and that and you don't make that decision and as a result your business suffers greatly for it. One of those decisions is probably getting rid of Andre Robertson. Yes, it's emotionally tough. You feel for him based on everything that he said in the last segment. You've watched him go through the setbacks and you know how much he would have helped you in this series. But if he has any value whatsoever, you have to part with him and you have to figure out what to do with Terrence Ferguson or heck, maybe it is part with Terrence Ferguson and pay more money than what you want to pay, but you need someone in here to help you out with those decisions. And as far as Andre Robertson going back on the bench and not starting, I think at this point, this guy is so desperate to get back on the floor, he would accept the bench role, but even as you listen to him now, tell me if you really think he believes he's a bench player. Line up with you out. How, how would you feel about coming back? You know, being a guy that's coming off the bench again, like you were earlier in your career. Uh, mm, we'll just have to see. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Um, like I said before, whatever coach asks me to do, I'm gonna go out there and do it to the best of my abilities. Um, whatever's best for the team, whether it's T. Ferg starting or me starting, I'm gonna go out there and you know support support my guys either way. So, um, yeah. No, go ahead. I feel like the fans are ready to see you play, and what are you looking forward to the most? Um, maybe not, you know, starting right away, but what is the one thing that you're looking forward to the most for next season? Uh, just being back on the floor, honestly, and just being in the arena. Um, I guess kind of being in it, kind of take it for granted, but now I kind of stepped away. It's just like, man, it's kind of special, um, especially seeing all these guys retire like with their farewell games and stuff it's like all right go out there soak up every minute every moment and kind of just live in a moment and enjoy it so Andrew, you had the unique perspective of sort of being able to soak in what was happening out there mm-hmm. a lot of your teammates were in the middle of it and sort of don't have that perspective when you think about you know first round exit falling short of what i think a lot of you wanted out of this season mm-hmm. what do you point to as maybe those two or three things that maybe kept this team from I think uh, each and every one of us has to look ourselves in the mirror and hold each other accountable. Um, 
enough for pointing fingers, we gotta look at ourselves. What could what could I have done better? Um, what could I have brought extra? What could I have done more? And kind of come back next year hungrier and stronger. So um, we do that, then we put ourselves in a great position to go out there and uh, be top tier team. We'll talk about more what this means for Terrence Ferguson coming up in the next segment. Uh, was going to do it here, but I ended up going in a different direction. So we'll talk about that. Terrence Ferguson. What does it mean for Terrence Ferguson? That'll come up in the next segment. But I will tell you now, Andre Robertson listening to that does listening to that does not believe that he is a bench player. And I think deep down he knows that he can't serve Oklahoma City near as well coming off the bench as he can a starter and really any team for that matter. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am Eric G. Coming up next, we'll talk about what all this means for Terrence Ferguson. And if we have time, we'll talk about Markeith Morris and Patrick Patterson and the damage done there. Don't forget to download the Himalaya app to your phone. All you have to do is go to the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store and tell your smart device to play the Locked On Thunder podcast. Once you get the uh, the Himalaya app on your phone, it's very easy to do so. And we're available at Google Podcast and Apple Podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast. We'll see what we can't squeeze in here in the next few minutes. But I do want to talk about Terrence Ferguson because Andre Robertson's presence still looms large over him. And the worst thing you can do to Terrence Ferguson is yo-yo him the way you did Anthony Morrow. That is... Terrence Ferguson's a young guy. I get it. And look, I was one of those guys that wanted to see Alex Sabrinas more than Anthony Morrow because Anthony Morrow just flat out wasn't performing when he was put on the floor. Alex Sabrinas was the young guy. Let's see what Alex Sabrinas can do because there's more upside to him than there is Morrow because there's nothing more to see. Kind of feel that way with Andre Robertson. Uh, and I understand Billy Donovan's attitude about being professional, being called on when you're supposed to when you're supposed to get into the game. And Raymond Felton is the best example of that for Oklahoma City this year. That when he was called on, um, he did go out and perform. But Terrence Ferguson, as a young guy, needs to get into rhythm. And Russell Westbrook's gotten used to playing with him. Paul George is getting used to playing with him. He's a guy they can mentor. He's a guy that Jeremy Grant can mentor. And to have your position be put in jeopardy by Andre Robertson, that's not a good thing mentally for him. Plus, when you don't know if Paul George is coming back, you need all the scoring help you can get. And if for some reason, which I can't think this will be the case, but if for some reason Sam Presley doesn't make moves, then, yeah, you're kind of stuck relying on Terrence Ferguson to score. 
And I'm going to bank more on him than I am Andre Robertson. And that two, that second and third year is where you see a lot of improvement come from NBA players. And T. Ferg talked with Paul George about that, and here's what he had to say. I was saying that he talked to you about the transition from year two to year three because that was so big for him. <clears throat> what what was the biggest thing that you took from that conversation? Uh, just just a summer. Um, you know, that, that, that summer is huge. Um like 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 you said, that's, that's the time where you know you can really work on your game, really add, you know, really focus on your on your body, the the foods you eat, you know, just just a lot of simple things. And um, no, he, he said that was a huge step inside his career. So you know, I'm taking whatever advice he gives me um, on the court, off the court, doesn't matter what it has to do with. You know, I'm taking that advice because you know to see the player he is, or whoever he became. You no, know, I'm trying I'm trying to be on that level. Terrence, last year in Vegas, uh, the big. I think that your focus was the putting the ball in your hand in the point guard. Is that still the focus, the main focus, other than the obvious shooting and defense, um, just the ball handling and your ability to uh, grow that? Your game? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, I feel like even this year, I, I show certain spurts. Uh, I know when me and JG inside pick and roll a couple of times, uh, I twist the screen, you know, go downhill, either dish it off or have a lay in. So I feel like, you know, summer league really got me prepared for that because last year I probably dribbled the ball like twice total the whole year. <laughs> so, uh, so I feel like you know I made a, I made a big jump doing that, and um, and I can only add so much more. Have you worked out with Ray over the summer before? Ray, uh, Ray, Ray, pretty pretty busy guy. So uh, I'm gonna try to catch him this summer though in Dallas. Uh, but you know, Ray, he's, he's he got a family. Uh, he's he's everywhere. But we gonna try to get on the same schedule this time. Excited about yeah, well, we, we, already, we already talked about it. We, already talk, we didn't talk about it since the uh, beginning of the season, just talking about getting inside the, inside the gym this summer. Um, I know he, he really trying to expand my game, and, and I love what he see inside, inside my future. So, Well, I think we know that Raymond Felton is a future coach if he's not already a coach with the Oklahoma City Thunder. For some reason, he's not back. Uh, would be an extremely great addition to this, to this staff. But going back to the things that Terrence Ferguson said, I know that at one point he was asked if whether or not he would play summer league again, and he said he would talk to his agent. Certainly a guy that could benefit from it. I don't think you're going to run him out there a lot because you don't want him to get hurt. But for Terrence Ferguson in the growing process, yes, it is just that. It is a process. But you're going to have to let – you have to let this guy figure out where he fits in with this team and how best you can adjust him. And it's not that you're giving up on Andre Robertson, but in a sense you kind of are um, because I think you've molded him about as far as you can. Coming up on the next episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast, we are going to be talking about what else? We'll talk about Markeith Morris, Patrick Patterson, the damage done there. Plus, uh, going back to Anthony Morrow, what did he say about Kevin Durant leaving Oklahoma City? We'll get to all that. And I'll tell you why Anthony Morrow is just flat out wrong. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. May God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.